As the three of you approach the library that Gerald spoke of, you are surprised just how dilapidated it looks, even worse than the state of the rest of the buildings in this abandoned farming town. The doors askew, the roofs in utter disrepair, and the library sign has fallen off its mounting and is propped up by a pile of books. However, as you open the door to the library, you're treated to a very different sight. This library would wouldn't look out of place in a royal palace. Rows upon rows of ornate shelves engraved with depictions of kings and heroes hold rare and valuable books. The Treatise of Magic by the Great Wizard Gandorf, the Autobiography of the First Arianthian King, and every Softy Boys murder mystery novel, volume <laughs> The entire one... Softy Boys collection. <laughs> volume 1 through 82. This is 1 through 69 of the Softy Boys collection. Uh, uh, in the corner, sitting at a small table, are three people. A warforged etched with radiant filigree that gives off a warm light. A middle-aged woman with chestnut hair, thick glasses, and a pristine lab coat. And across from them is the person that you're meant to meet, the librarian. She's an old woman, ancient even for an elf, but mostly unassuming, except for one burn scar that goes across the side of her face. Um, The librarian hands the woman across from her a rolled-up scroll. The woman stands up, the warforge follows, and they head out the back entrance. The librarian looks at you and beckons you over. So, in case you didn't realize, I am your DM for this session. Yeah, for all of those who are kind of new to the show, the way that we operate here in the Battle Buddies world is after we've uh, wrapped up a chapter in our, our main arc, we pass the baton, the Dungeon Master's baton, down the line. And Jet handedly defeated both Steven and Richard mm-hmm. in a combat. It's true of strength for uh, DM ship, so he's Dungeon Master. He did kill them, though, so we had to get two other uh, participants for the show. Luckily, they're identical, and it will be fine. Very similar people, same names even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm alt Steven. Their voices, though, switched. Mm-hmm. The new Steven sounds like Richard, new Richard sounds like Steven. Try not to get confused. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. In fact, we're just going to continue referring to me as Steven from here on out. Yeah, let's just make it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh... Can you describe yourself a little bit before we get into the actual dialogue? Uh, yeah, I'm Harold, otherwise known as Destructicus, and I'm an old, old man. I don't, I, I've got, do I, do I have items on or am I just... You, you do have your, uh, bag of holding that links to everything. 
or links to all lost and founds of libraries. So I'm wearing kind of like some hobbled together armor that is mis- mismatched and dented over on top of some plain brown robes. And I've got uh, kind of a dilapidated looking bag slung over my shoulder at my left hip. And I've got a walking stick that was carved for me by Gerald Feathers Kingsley himself. Because we really bonded while I was in the hospital. Yeah. Good friends. How do you approach this situation first? Uh, I would bow as deeply as my uh, back would allow, which is which is so a, a, a very very it's a very shallow more like a nod bow for sure you know yeah it's more of a nod even that is kind of straining my back a little much too much and I say uh, well Matt fair librarian we are the emissaries from the battle buddies as Gerald promised I'm sure you heard my name is Harold and it is a pleasure to meet you. And my name's Sergeant Garrett Riker. It's a nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. As a man and a middle-aged man, gun steel gray hair, blue eyes, very handsome. Mm. I got the vapors just described by that guy. Yeah, black turtleneck, combat issued. (laughs) (laughs) This is my combat turtleneck. Standard issue combat top hat. Does he have any, like, equipment or anything on him? So, on his back, there's a quiver of arrows, and also kind of next to his hip, there's kind of a smaller quiver. Uh, And you also see a longbow on his back as well. Very (laughs) sexual. Runs down his leg. Ooh. (laughs) The the old woman kind of bows courteously to you. Um before just to him what about me (laughs) to both of you was that bow towards me or him who was was the bow for i'm handsome too it's to all of you i'm so glad you came i step forward and my name is max cannon and i i i also bow i'm kind of a uh a tallish human wearing uh, dark black robes his bow is so much lower than mine yeah i i i definitely i am i'm probably the youngest of this group i'm probably in my like you know mid-20s or something maybe maybe i'm 30 um the young buck and i i yes exactly you're one to talk <laughs> you're as spry as a spring chicken yes <laughs> You're as spry as a winter chicken. <laughs> These two keep me active. Um, is there anything else you want to describe about uh, Max Cannon? I, I am carrying a a potted flower. It's it's like a it's like a lily, big lily flower. Just in both hands in front of you. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah, are you just <laughs> carrying that in front of you, or do you have it like on your back? I kind or? of, I kind of carry it. You know, kind of like you're holding a football under your arm or something. You know, it's kind of like underneath. Held underneath one arm. Like the crook of the arm? Is this like in health class when they give you like an egg or a plant to take care of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's 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 my bag of flour that is a baby. Uh, yeah. but it, Gerald you know, gave this to us as a, as a test of our <laughs> teamwork. It's Ugh. it's probably couched you know, under my left arm so that I have my right arm uh, free for a wand. Free to hold their motorcycle helmet. And yeah, my, my other uh, equipment. She stands up and bows again. And she ca- no wait hold on let's measure the angle of this <laughs> see mm-hmm. who it's directed the at. finest bow was for me it seems most pointed at me <laughs> she she kind of chuckles and then uh, points to the seat 
please sit down. We have much. One seat. I rushed for it. <laughs> I grabbed the seat. Points to the seats. <laughs> I'm like slowly creaking my old bones down into that seat and he pulls it out from under me. Here you go, Max Cannon. Rest those legs. Mm, yes. You're the youngest. You need you should be the most comfortable. I do need the rest. I have the longest life in front of me. <laughs> I squeeze my life alert. I hit this broken. So you guys uh know that you were sent here to meet with the librarian and that she had a quest for you guys. Uh so you were gonna get paid relatively handsomely and some of it was gonna be in advance. Both in gold and jelly beans this time. Do we know her name? Um all you know is that she is the librarian. Wait, Gerald didn't have a fucking name? Nope. Do you have a name? Okay. <laughs> Madam Librarian, what is your name now that we've introduced ourselves? Yes. You can just call me the librarian for now. <laughs> call me Distracticus, then, <laughs> if you don't mind. Call me Sergeant, then. All right. Yes, that's fine. If we're not on a first-name basis. <laughs> I have a, an important task for you guys. I, I spoke with Gerald. Several weeks ago, she was going to send his finest, uh, he? <laughs> Gerald. Oh, yes, him, right. <laughs> Sorry, the old, the old brain sometimes wanders, mm. you know. Uh, Who are you? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm the, the librarian. I'm, I'm the librarian. Uh, what? It's all right, Harold. I'll direct my, most of my conversation to you, young man. Mm -hmm. What do you need, fair maiden? <laughs> I have a mission for you. Uh, Gerald sent you to me so that I could... Who? <laughs> Gerald sent you to me so that I could bestow upon you a quest. Uh, she pulls out a, a big book from underneath the table. It's actually a very large tome. Like, probably one of the bigger books you've ever seen. And it would probably weigh quite a lot. But the old woman is able to lift it with ease. And she kind of plops it down on the table... And as she plops it down, dust kind of flies everywhere. She she starts flipping through the book, and she finds a a page in the book with a large, uh, like painting, uh, like very detailed illustration of uh, a solar eclipse. And she's like, "Ah, yes, this is it." Uh, well, a long time ago, I read a lot of books. And when I was reading books, I stumbled upon this, and I drew this illustration from the book I saw. It describes an event that'll happen in a desert far to the south, in a city called Chulk, that no longer exists, I'm afraid. But when it did, this event was a celebratory... Are you telling me you wrote this entire book? You you drew this? Oh, uh, yes. I I drew this quite mm. a while ago. And do you have any sources to corroborate the validity of what's written in this book? Um, no, no. I... <laughs> do you have a, perhaps an appendix of sorts, or...? Yes, uh... You just, you just can't believe everything you read in books, you know. Some sort of backup reference. Yeah, that would be nice. Listen, I'm a very old woman. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yes, uh, she she begins to say that uh, my my time is very short, and I well, I've always wanted to have a piece from the stories I read, 
there's a piece called the Jewel of the Desert that is supposedly only able to be captured or taken from the city of Cholt during this eclipse. And I know of a city on the side of the desert called Cholk. So there's Cholt and Cholk. Those are two different places. God, that is confusing. I was like, I thought you pronounced yes. it differently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's Cholt and Cholk. Couldn't they have named those a little bit more differently? Uh, well, maybe there's a connection there. My memory's not good, and I'm definitely going to cross those wires. Uh, it, it was actually named after the city of, uh, of Cholt. Cholk was? Oh, we like the name of that city. What should we call ours? <laughs> yeah, oh... <laughs> It's the city's on the edge of the desert. Uh, so, which one do you want the jewel from again? Uh, Was it Cholk or Cholt? Cholt, the the original city. All right, Cholk it is. The eclipse is in three weeks. The city of Cholk is two weeks away. Oh shit! We 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 aren't high enough level to have unlocked fast travel yet. That's gonna. <laughs> really eat into our quest time. I don't get to access eagles until level 10. <laughs> Actually, everybody make a wisdom save really quick. Oh, oh, she's going to start shit. We just got to kill this lady. I knew we couldn't trust this lady. <laughs> Gerald, we killed the lady. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, quest complete. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15. Okay. 16. 18. Okay. Harold, you wake up. Oh, fuck. Fuck! It, you've been traveling for. This was all. I, I've been in the hospital this whole time. No, no wonder the names of those cities didn't make sense. It oh, was wow. a dream. Was it Chuck? That explains why Sergeant Whatever was naked from the waist down. Actually, you've had this dream before. Every night for about the sergeant. No, for uh, <laughs> every night uh, you you wake up in a camp outside of some place. You're in a forested area and. Garrett and Max are actually sleeping next to you. Oh, nice. In the same sleeping bag. Yeah. It's like a, it's a three-person sleeping bag that you guys <laughs> all so share. Cold. Yeah. You've actually had this dream every night for two weeks since you started traveling. Oh, You're... oh we've been traveling two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's this the amount of time she said it would take. Yeah. You're, you're just, you know that tomorrow you'll probably make it to the city of Chalk. Chulk. Yes. Okay. And so that's I've been dreaming a conversation that happened two weeks ago every night. Yes. So what I'd be curious as to why I keep dreaming about that conversation. Do I feel like maybe there's something I missed? Uh like her number? Like bow? <laughs> uh so you definitely Oh married Harold. <laughs> We've talked about this. Different zip codes. You actually definitely feel like something is off. Can I roll an insight check on my memory of her? On myself. <laughs> yeah, do roll an insight. Insight will work. Uh, yeah, I rolled a 15. Okay. So you definitely notice something with the way she gestured her hands. Her hips. Oof. Her hands over the book itself. And you do think something was up, but you are you don't really have anything beyond that. I'll have to go back into the dream and incept myself. I'm up for that quest. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to sleep. Okay. You go back to that same dream and continue to have that conversation until morning and you all wake up. Okay. Do I, do I pay any closer attention to her hands in the dream? Or do I... It could be that I forgot because it's a dream. I could have, you know, forgotten mm -hmm. what my plan was. 
Uh, it's hard to self-incept. Let's say you don't remember this time. Oh, okay. So you wake up. You're the only one, Harold, that remembers the dream at all. Cool. But do they remember the conversation? Because Yeah, they remember the conversation from a while ago. I see. Were we headed to Chult or Chulk? Chulk. I believe it was Chult. Chult. Chulk to go to Chult. Maybe if we had it spelled out in front of us, I could understand it easier. <laughs> Did she write down the instructions somewhere? <laughs> uh, yeah, You. so the instructions were to find a guide in Chulk to go to Chult. <laughs> Good morning, boys. How would you sleep? Oh, you young boys... Sleeping the whole night. I barely sleep at all these days. Yes, we know, Harold. You're always awake before us. Sleeping on the ground is, and I have to stay up and watch you. I have to watch you, Sergeant Garrett, very carefully. Keep you safe. Well, that is your job. The way you breathe (laughs) in and out. Sometimes I like to peel back your eyelids. Just to look at those big, beautiful blue eyes. We offered to help with the Night Watch, Harold, and you said no. (laughs) I've got it. You boys need to sleep. You're growing still, after all. I've done all the growing I could ever possibly do. To be honest, I I didn't sleep so well. Was it because someone kept peeling back your eyelids to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look in your eyes. That might have something to do with it. That so that is something that you've noticed ever since you started this travel. You haven't had a good night's sleep ever since they started traveling. With Harold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've had relatively fitful night's sleep. So you know you're probably like a half a day's walk to the city of Chulk. We walked two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing we had biscuits. Oh, biscuits is tied up in another venture. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out a, I pull out a package of actual biscuits. <laughs> Keep our energy up as we walk. Yeah, Harold is so slow. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a cane. I just got out of the hospital, and you want me to walk two weeks? Yeah, that's... we already had to walk two weeks just to find that library. <laughs> that's the adventure part of an adventure thing that we just kind of smash cut through. Uh, you know, I've about had my fill of adventure, <laughs> boys. I've, I've tasted from the fountain of adventure, and I have found it to be bitter. <laughs> Did Harold get a pony or something? Yeah, Harold's going to have, like, a mule. Okay, he's I got a like mule. Harold, yeah, a mule would be very good for Actually, Harold. Actually, yeah. let's say you all had a, had a mount. What? You can't just let Harold have anything nice, can you? Nope. You can't have the lady bow at him, <laughs> give him a mule. <laughs> nope. Take my mule. Alright, boys, hop aboard the mules. Just one more day's ride as the mule f- walks. <laughs> as the mule flies. <laughs> um, just as the mule walks. I'm going to feed my mule, and I'm going to pet it, and its name is Stormy. Stormy? Because it's got this... It's got this, like, grayish color with, like, flecks of white. So, dappled gray? Stormy, cloudy sky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Stormy, eat your carrots. Um, considering... Stormy? Stormy, Stormy eats the carrots and loves it. Uh, loves the carrots. <laughs> there you go, yeah, Stormy. Yeah, yes. Uh, so, the forest you're in is, uh... A carnivorous one, filled with, like, various fern... Carnivorous! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Be careful of these trees, they'll eat you. 
Not unlike my buddy Lilith here. Watch out, boys. These trees are carnivorous. I wouldn't get too close. They're just full of, like, pine trees and, like... It it seems like kind of a colder climate, considering you're going to a, a what is known to be a very arid desert. Well, deserts usually get pretty cold at night, right? Yeah, but it's... Mm-hmm. It seems to be at odds with the type of uh, foliage you would expect heading towards a desert. Don't typically have pine trees there either. Max, are we sure we're going the right way? We've been following the map correctly. Yeah, you you were given a map and it does seem like you've been heading the right direction. I will say these trees don't make any sense for a desert. Mm, that, is a, that is consistent with what I was thinking too, my young companion. I would expect to see a cactus or two. So, is there anything you want to do before heading to the city? Morning calisthenics to warm up. It's cold. <laughs> Richard, did you have something you wanted to do? No, I'm good with exercise. Okay. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Richard would lead the exercise. One, two, one, two. Jumping jacks. Is Harold developing muscle tone? They've been doing this every morning. He he is definitely able to bow a little bit further than he was prior. And that's the I... only exercise we do is just jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> the trek is relatively uneventful from the campsite to the town. You do notice that it's carnivore forest throughout. It doesn't change both in temperature, really, or appearance. It's definitely just a cool pine tree forest that you are riding through until you reach a city made entirely of black glass. Like a city wall made entirely of black glass. My goodness. I was going to comment on how... Adventures are boring <laughs> when you bring up this black glass city. The glass walls of the city are relatively tall. They're like 15 or 20 feet tall. And the gates are a kind of slatted obsidian set of bars that go down. And there's a little bit of a line of merchants outside the city. And a guard with a clipboard up at, up at the front um, who appears to be a human. He appears to be human, but you never can tell. <laughs> you never can be tell. Be on your guard, boys. I've heard many stories about deceivers and liars. On adventures? <laughs> Best I take yes. lead on this, then. Indeed, be on your toes. I'll keep my cane at the ready. Max Cannon, be ready. Yes, Garrett, we'll be behind you. All right, formation starburst. We've practiced this before. <laughs> we approach the guard. Okay, so so you move your way to the front of the line, um, and the guard doesn't... wait respectfully in line. Are you, you're going to wait respectfully in line? Yeah, in our starburst formation, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the line moves at a relatively quick pace. As you get closer, <laughs> you just hear uh, the guard at the front say, Name and business, please. And then he writes it down and opens a smallish door, depending on the size of the person and if they have a cart. <laughs> I pull out my badge. It's an official Battle Buddies business. Yeah, uh, sure. Battle Buddies business. He writes that down. Uh, name? Sergeant. should have come up with fake names. Oh, uh, (laughs) Corporal (laughs) Carl. Corporal. (laughs) Corporal Carl, uh, Battle Buddies business. Got it. Uh, your associates? Mm -hmm. What are their names? Uh... Romulus. Romulus. Got it. Um, 
Eric. Eric. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Chalk before? Is that Chalk or Chalt? It's Chalk. Chalk, Chalk, Chalt. Oh, yes, Chalt. We've been many times. Actually, uh, Harold, roll a history check. Uh, history. I got a plus fucking six. Yeah, I remember you having an absurd history check. That's a 16. Ah, yes, the mighty city of Cholt with its black glass walls. Not to be confused with Cholt, the other city. Yes. Of the same name. So you, uh, you've never actually been to Cholk, but you do remember an innkeeper that worked here named Slappy Joe. Oh, yes, Slappy (laughs) Joe runs the inn. He runs the old self-named Slappy Joe. Yes. um, Where he makes his world-famous hot dogs. (laughs) Firm Joes. You do remember him changing the name of the place to the Beeratorium. And is basically just selling beer now. Oh, he closed down the brothel. Slappy Joe's and now only sells beer, if I recall correctly. And with that high of a history check, you remember something interesting about him. You remember that he was cursed, but you don't know to do what. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, the old cursed Mm. Slappy Joe. The great curse of Slappy Joe. (laughs) What was that curse he had again? Uh, Mm. I don't... uh, Whatever. Uh, You're good. He opens the gate and he just kind of... uh, ushers you in are you all gonna go inside do we all go in separate doors based on our height (laughs) no it's just one (laughs) one door that he opens as you enter the city of chulk there's actually first thing you notice is that there's this lattice work of glass tubes going about um and through those tubes you see these green blob substances going from place to place and you can see that they are uh going to these kind of receptacles of these kind of glass spheres. And you see one of those green blobs just plop into this glass sphere. The glass sphere closes up and the ball starts rolling around. Other than that, it's a relatively busy city. It's a market district that you've kind of opened up into. There is kind of a shantytown to your left a little bit. There's like a bunch of homeless people there set aside but other than that the city's pretty wide open with lots of traffic lots of vendors trying to sell you things and things like that how much did we you said we got paid up front how much did we get paid you got paid a thousand gold what the fuck each wow three thousand gold all right no a thousand gold i suggest we find a store to spend this three thousand gold thousand gold you're you were promised three times that on your return with the gym if you're wanting to go shop uh i do actually have a few places that you can go if that's what you're wanting to do what do you say sergeant shall we sergeant sergeant Sergeant. Sergeant. Did we lose him? Sergeant. Sergeant. What do you say, Sergeant? Oh, Corporal. What do you say, Corporal Carl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what what do you need? Let's go shopping. Uh... Little montage. (laughs) I've heard a lot of stories about heroic adventures, and they all start out with grocery shopping and a montage. Uh, You have a... Thousand total gold to spend. Um, what do you guys want to find? We need more biscuits. 
couple loaves of bread so that we can eat. Cornflakes. So, is it just like the the basic supplies that you guys are trying to get? Well, I was going to say we get some cool stuff for Stormy. Oh, so you want to get some <laughs> armor for your uh, mule? Some mule armor? I don't know how necessary armor will be. Who's going to text a mule? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> who wants to carry armor through a desert? No, I think something... A little bit more decorative would be nice. Okay. Maybe something fun for Stormy. Just some to, ribbons. Yeah, some ribbons maybe. Maybe just like to congratulate her on doing a good job of carrying us this way. Okay. You find kind of like a stables sort of setup. Um, there's mm-hmm. a farrier. He He's kind of cobbling together a gilded horseshoe. That sounds highly impractical yep for someone fancy (laughs) which is exactly the type of thing stormy needs but gold isn't right that will clash with her gray colors maybe something Mm. ivory you walk up to the guy he's like hey how you doing what do you need what do you have in the way of a thousand gold fancy horseshoes (laughs) i got these diamond studded horseshoes who the fuck (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck's dealing with diamond-studded horseshoes, man? Ah, rich, rich uh, some merchants. Rich people in this town. Man, we went to the fanciest farrier in town. No, maybe. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe a hat <laughs> would be better oh. for Stormy. Yeah, I got this nice uh, hat that keeps the sun out of our eyes. Oh, of course, you have a mule hat. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. Okay, five gold. It's just like a sun hat for a horse. I think that's good. Well, I'll take three. We've got three <laughs> okay. You spend 15 gold on some sun hats for your horses. Okay. Do we need to buy anything else, boys? I could use a sun hat, too. Yes. Let's take six <laughs> sun hats total. Okay. He... Do, we, do you have any delicate scarves to hold these on our head? Oh, yeah. I have horse scarves. Do you have any human sun hats or all of these mule sun hats? The mule sun hat will be fine. <laughs> we'll have to modify them. Okay. What's what's the total of six, three horse sun hats and three human sun hats and six scarves going to run us? A total of 20 gold. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you sell any liquor? <sighs> yes, Farrier. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sell any liquor? Well, you might want to head towards the bar down the way, the beeratorium. Uh, slappy, slappy Joe. Oh, I don't know about that. I hear it's cursed. I, I mean... It's kind of a shithole, but I wouldn't say cursed. The curse of Slappy Joe, he told us all about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Cool, guys. Uh, I got other customers that I need to get these shoes ready for, so if you want to... I'm going to do a perception roll to see if this guy is lying or not about the other customers. <laughs> okay, do it. This perception roll will present itself as me looking around. Okay, uh, <laughs> roll. I look behind me. I got a 13 on my perception roll. I look around to see if he has any other customers. Uh, there's nobody else in the the stables, but there is kind of a, a list that he has on his desk where he's been marking through names. <laughs> what information do I glean from the list? Is he busy? Uh, he's probably got like one thing he needs to do, but he, today, but he's gonna kind of stretch it out. <laughs> Is that, what it is? is that the assumption I make? He's a real Scotty. Well, anyway, we go to Slappy Joe's. 
You're heading to Slappy Joe's? See, fellas, that was... I did all that to serve as an example that you can't trust people. That fellow was lying to us, trying to kick us out of his store. He seemed all right. He was being deceitful. After we bought those mule visors and everything. After we bought those, we earned a little bit of conversation, and he was trying very hard to get us out of there with no business to attend to after this. We can leave him a bad review. <laughs> it's a good thing we only spent 20 of our coins. We carve a bad review on the review board outside of his store. I was about to say, there is a review board outside. <laughs> One star. And there's like several stars etched into it. We should have checked these reviews before we went in the store. Does Do any of them say anything about hats? Terrible sun hats. <laughs> Terrible sun visors. Sun hat don't fit on human head. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. Son of a bitch. We'll have to modify them. We'll have to go get our money back. <laughs> I just need some glue and tape. All right, let's go to Slappy Joe's. <laughs> You're going to head to Slappy Joe's? Slappy Joe's. Slappy Joe's. Yeah. I always was curious about old Slappy's curse. The Beeratorium. As you, as you head towards the Beeratorium, you pass by the shanty town that's on the side down an alleyway. As you, As you're passing by, you notice that Several of the people are bandaged from head to toe, as if to... Mm, mummies. Mummies. <laughs> mummies in the street. The curse sloppy Joe. Or lepers, or something like that. The curse is spreading, boys. Make sure to wash your hands. <laughs> the curse of Slappy Joe. I like feel like that's going to be... <laughs> the curse of Slappy Joe. Someone must have opened Slappy Joe's tomb. <laughs> I feel like the curse of Slappy Joe is a softy boy's book. <laughs> uh, but as you, as you guys are passing the leper colony, there's also a leper colony. <laughs> no, look no, next to yeah. those mummies, lepers. <laughs> one of the the men approach you. One of the lepers. One of the lepers. Yes. Everyone, run. <laughs> Run! It's a fucking mummy! Run! So you're running away from yeah, it? Yeah, towards the bar. Yes, as fast as my cane will take me. All of you are running away? Uh, I think if my companions would run, I would also run, but my. I stood. I was probably the last one. Max, run. you will die. <laughs> he yells, I have something important for you. That's a trick. I just taught you that people lie. <laughs> Don't listen. Okay. <laughs> Leave it for us at the bar. Okay, so you you run away from the man. <laughs> Drop it off by the review board. <laughs> Before you go, you actually notice that uh, as you're running away from the man, you notice that he has purple eyes. Mm. Mm. That's that's it. That's all you really glean from him. Very unique. Very curse-like. Yeah. Oddly attractive. As you're running through the stalls and places in the city, you see... To the far end, there's a large building billowing off smoke from the top of it, but it doesn't seem to be on fire or anything. And that large building has EI emblazoned very largely above the top of the tower. And you can see that all of that latticework of tubes is coming out of that building. Tubes. But quickly after running, you run into, or you find yourself outside the beeratorium um is there anything we can do to help prevent us from getting curses um this is my first adventure and i have no intention of getting cursed it's bad luck to get cursed on your first adventure <laughs> you can do a uh arcana check don't you have any item or something 
Yeah, I'll dig through my bag. How about that? To see if I can I find a curse-preventing item. Okay. I believe some hero left this in the lost and found some time ago. So, I'm going to roll on my table that I've written for your items. Would you, would you care to explain that a little bit? So, I've created a table for Harold's bag of holding. His, his lost and found bag. Yeah, it's linked to all of the lost and founds of all inns. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty powerful, but... Oh, Slappy Joe has put his hands in there. It's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> he can't always uh, get the thing he wants out of it. Because some other innkeeper is accessing it at the moment or whatever? Well, uh, it's it's not really necessarily key to him, and he's kind of forgetful as a person in general. Mm-hmm. If he's lost in thought or something like that, he might get something else. In this case, he does get something else. You pull out a ring. Now this special ring ought to keep the curse at bay. You stand outside, I'll go in since I am protected. So as you put on the ring, you see kind of like a flash of light. It's working. Sauron's eye. Directly (laughs) where you stand. And the ring itself, as soon as it goes all the way on your finger, disappears. That's it. You can look around to see what happened, but yeah. And there you have it. <laughs> Completely protected from curses. All right, we're ready to go in. Where's your ring? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing. All right, tally forth. We enter Slappy Joe's. As as you enter into uh, the beeratorium, there is a standing stage where people are setting up equipment for some sort of performance later on tonight. There, there's a pretty diverse set of patrons all around different tables. There's elves, there's orcs, there's dwarves, there's all sorts of fantasy bullshit. There's actually some of those glass balls sitting around the tables as well. They seem to have like kind of tube-like arms that they can stretch out and grab things. There's also a burly-looking bugbear man behind the bar. Are all the creatures bandaged? There doesn't appear to be anyone that has, or from that leper colony. They've done a good job keeping the curse out of here. Perhaps everywhere else is cursed, but here. Harold, uh, you recognize Slappy Joe to be that bugbear behind the the bar. Oh shit, I forgot, we're incognito. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Romulus. You boys go talk to him, I'll, hold, I'll stand back, out of the blast radius of his curse. The bi- he's the big bugbear fellow over there. So I'm going to sit back down kind of in a busier part of the bar and sort of blend into the crowd and pull my hood up. What's your incognito? Oh, it was Eric. Now listen up, Eric. I'll give you some advice. Yes, Carl. On missions like these, you just never know what could happen. So we've got to drink up while we can. So why don't you go grab us the beers and I'm going to go far away in that table. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Corporal, I'll go get the beers. If he's still young, he can handle a curse. This is an important mission, Eric. <laughs> Max, you are going to go and grab the beers, and Garrett, you're heading to the table with Harold? Yeah, and I put my hat, like I cover my face. Okay. Yeah. With the sun hat? Are you doing any kind of perception check or anything while you're there? Uh, Yeah, I'm scanning for enemies. Yeah, I'm scanning at the same time for enemies, and I think our eyes lock, and we can't recognize each other because we're both disguised. <laughs> There's one over there. 
I've caught a suspicious character. <laughs> Sitting across from the table from one another. Yeah. Just just roll a perception check to see if you guys notice anything. That's a nine total. Okay. It's a 16. Okay. Harold, you notice uh, a man with a sun hat pulled over his eyes, skulking in a corner. <laughs> suspicious. Uh, Garrett, you notice Harold in the opposite corner. You know that it's Harold. You also notice, like, posters for the performance that's going to go on. It's uh, Don Rivers, One Night Only. Oh, my. And that name somewhat resonates with you, but you're not really sure why. You would probably need to do, like, a history check or something. I think he was a one-hit wonder. (laughs) Max, you're running up to the bar. I go up to the bar. The bartender kind of looks at you and kind of gestures you to pick something. I'll have three beers. Hold up three fingers. Say three beers. He goes and picks up three glasses and pours them all kind of in one hand, going back and forth between the different things to avoid any head. Um, And he plops it down and he puts his hand up and has five fingers showing. I I pull out five gold. His eyes kind of widen and he takes that from you and he like shrugs and he's like pushes the beers to you. Was it five bronze or something? Like expensive beers. We only have gold. We've only ever used gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you may have overpaid a little bit, but yeah. Do you want to try and engage him more? I want to try and talk to him. I think I'll I'll ask him um is there anything unusual going on around here? <clears throat> Aside from the show he kind of grunts at you um and puts a a finger to his lips to shush you all right it's a no no talking establishment you got you got it no more talking from me sir yeah not a pip you won't hear any more words out of this mouth yeah not one uh silence he shakes his head yes and then kind of goes back to the next patron well, Silencio. I carry the beer. I carry the beer. I'd roll a perception check to see if I recognize Harold or Garrett. Actually, each each of you roll a stealth check to see if he can find you. It won't matter. It won't matter. I rolled a three. Yeah, I got like nineteen. Yeah, I got sixteen. I'm well hidden. <laughs> I went to a, I, I went to a full table, a table full of old men with hoods up. I'm like camouflage <laughs> right now. You can't find them at all. I think after I can't find them for a while, I just sit down at a table. Okay. Oh, hello, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm. Are those two additional beers for me? <laughs> at least one of them is. Have you seen Corporal Carl? Oh, Corporal. Did someone say my name? <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have done so well, Max. Look at this. Yes, getting two full beers for me. Yes. And one for Corporal Carl. Wonderful. The bartender did not want to talk. He made me stay quiet. Do we notice anyone else speaking in the bar? Is it like is it actually a silent? No, everybody's bar? talking. <laughs> oh. Everyone's listening to it. Yeah. It's just the bartender, apparently. He doesn't want me to talk. Perhaps there's some way we can loosen those lips of his. Maybe we shouldn't send our uncharismatic member. (laughs) Young Max. (laughs) The boy is still young. He could learn to develop a sense of personality (laughs) over time. (laughs) Perhaps if we speak to some of the randos in here, we can find some information. You guys, Don Rivers is showing up, too. Harold probably does actually recognize that name, I think. Okay. Let's see. Uh, do a history check. Uh, 
it's I love building up to me knowing something and then rolling a natural one. That's <laughs> <laughs> damn. <Who? laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything. That that's fair. But I think each of you could roll a history check. Yeah. Fifteen. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I got thirteen. Is that supposed to mean something to us? Who's that? Remember he was that guy in our battle buddies on boarding training videos so you recognize him as one of the founders of the battle buddies was don battle what the battle buddies the name of the show it doesn't ring a bell the name of the show that your character's on sounds dumb (laughs) perhaps he'll know something about who we should talk to yeah Mm -hmm. uh the you do know that the show is in about an hour Oh, let's get good and fucked up. Yeah, we could crush a couple more beers here, Max. I can drink at least several more. <laughs> As an innkeeper, it, I've built up quite the tolerance. So are you guys just going to drink or are you going to interact with anybody else? We're going to drink five golds worth of beer. We're going to get sloshed. we got to get our money's worth. Every every time you go back up to the bar to get a beer, he just gives you one. Um, so you definitely <laughs> seem to have overpaid. We opened up a tab. Yeah. That's how bars work. Yeah. He's got on credit. Yes. All right. So I would imagine Harold can hold his liquor pretty well as an innkeeper. There's not much to do at an inn other than get drunk with patrons. Yeah. Everybody roll uh, constitution checks. Harold's got, an, got advantage. Nice. But you know what? It's been a while since I've been at the inn. <laughs> I rolled a six. I got an 18. Okay. I rolled a 10. This is embarrassing, boys. Max basically is asleep at the table. Oh, young Max. Harold's pretty tipsy, but he is not, he's not like pass out or anything. He's just very, like, what kind of drunk is Harold? He just just wants to talk about politics. (laughs) Oh, he's that kind of drunk? Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you the Cobalt Union's had more than its share. Someone's got to get in there and drain that swamp. Uh, Jesus. Are they going to build that wall? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Garrett's fine and (laughs) seems to be doing well. And this is all in the course of an hour as the... Yeah. We drank a lot. Yeah. I got really drunk in an hour. Yeah. They set up curtains to get ready for the performance. Oh, Garrett, your eyes are stunning. Thank you, I... I always were worried that people don't notice. Oh, they remind me of Marjorie. Hmm? Marjorie? Good old Marjorie. <laughs> you hear a small uh, tempo drum begin to play. Is that the onlookers beating on the table, encouraging me and Garrett to arm wrestle? It's coming from behind the curtain, but people are beginning to chant, Dawn, 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 Dawn. Dawn. Dawn, 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 dawn. Is it morning already? The break of dawn? <laughs> How long have we been here? All of the lights go out in the in the inn, and the curtain flies open. Holy shit. And then lights begin to like flicker on and off, and a bright flash appears, smoke appears, and then immediately... The, the curse! <laughs> and then sliding from off stage to the middle of the stage is... A stumpy dwarf in elf ears holding a saxophone. Damn it. Play, <laughs> playing, playing a just screeching tune. And everybody is cheering and clapping, uh, not really know, knowing what's going on. 
There he is, boys. Drink it in, a sight to behold. I have heard many a tales about... Who is that again? The uh, Donald Rivers. Ah. You had the history check, right, uh, Garrett? So you recognize this is not the Don Rivers from the Battle Buddies. He is just some dwarf with elf ears for whatever reason. A cover band. Uh, it definitely was billed with an elf uh, kind of on the playbill for it. So is everyone else so stupid they don't realize it's not an elf? Uh, everybody's super drunk. Oh, okay. Super duper drunk. And it definitely feels like there is some sort of malaise that kind of goes over the crowd as he's playing his saxophone. Uh, I yell, that's not my Don. The saxophone stops. Not my Don. Everyone boos. Harold boos Garrett. (laughs) Boo! We're enjoying that boo! Now shut up, Harold. Max is throwing up on the floor. <laughs> Just laying his own vomit. The the dwarf stops playing and looks at you specifically and then starts to play the, the tune again. Make a... The, the crowd goes wild. The, the crowd goes wild. Make a constitution save. Just him or all of us? Just him. Oof. That's a four. You suddenly feel really tipsy as well. And the music continues to play. And you start to really get into the music as you start to feel kind of tipsy cool we enjoy yeah you can enjoy it you could also go and talk to people i might be drunk enough that i've forgotten that i'm romulus so maybe i spy slappy joe in the crowd like how did how did old slappy joe get here and i wander over he he's at the counter and he sees you and he immediately like jumps over the table with like arms out to hug you. Oh, thank God! I thought he was gonna kill me. I thought he was gonna get a shotgun or something. <laughs> he grabs a gun. Uh, I give him a big old hug. Oh, slappy! And I slap him on the back. <laughs> he says to you, "Harold, what are you doing here?" He begins to he talks in kind of a sing song voice, um, and that triggers your memory. Of why he, or how he was cursed. He was cursed to always sing whenever he talks. Oh, the curse! And I push him away. <laughs> I don't want to be a mummy, Slappy Joe. Oh, don't you worry. It's fine. It's non-transmittable. Oh, because of the magical ring I put on, of course. I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> no. That's what my wife said before we had Charlie. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he, he, he asks you, what are you doing in Shulk, um, in that sing-songy voice? Shulk, are you sure it isn't Chult, when? No, it is very obviously Chult. Oh, no, Chult is where we're going. Uh, Slappy, we need your help. Oh, uh, what can I do for my oldest friend? Oh, oof, oof, about that. First off, pretend I'm not your oldest friend. I'm Romulus today. All right, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Whoop. I boop him on the nose. Whoop. <laughs> oh, Slappy. Uh, Slappy Joe uh, winks at you. Ooh, what's the wink for, Slappy? Oh, you know, it's fine. You're just as forgetful as ever. <laughs> Ah, Slappy, it's been so long. Anyway, we need a guide to Chult. Oh, you need a guide through the desert. I think I might know of one. You could head to the docks. There's a man named Blobby. He's quite a nice guy. Slappy, do you want to join us? There's a lot of gold in it. 
Oh no, I can't be live the life of an adventurer. I would likely die. Oh, that's what Marjorie used to tell me, but look at me now. Adventuring my way across the world. I feel like this is more profitable in that I live. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough, Slappy Joe. If you decide to change your mind, you can find us at Cholt, and there'll be plenty of gold in it for you. You do know Cholt is buried in sand! Yes, but we have it on good authority that something about something some old woman told us will make it not so. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds like a proper adventure. <laughs> sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Listen, Harold, I need to get back to work, but it was really good to see you. And, and it goes back to behind the bar. Okay, well, catch you later, Slappy. Good of you to come visit me in my inn. Catch you later, Harold. Bye. Bye. Are we all aligned that we were just trying to get that guy to join just so Jet would sing the rest of the album? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was always going to be Slappy Joe that was going to sing. Well, no, it's you, Jet. You are Slappy Joe. Yeah, I know, but like, it wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be the Don impersonator. Oh, that's what you're talking about. No, Richard was just saying that we wanted Slappy Joe to join, so you'd have to keep sling singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me. That was Slappy. That was Slappy that was singing. That wasn't me singing. I'm not that bad of a singer, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's why we wanted you with us. All right. Ooh, can't wait to tell the boys about... What... The docks where even? Blobby <laughs> is. You remember suddenly uh, the docks where Blobby the DM, is. The DM is taking pity. <laughs> the docks. Was it the Doc Martens? The shoe store. There's something important at the shoe store. You also find it strange that there are docks to a desert. Oh, I did it before, but yeah. it <laughs> Now I do. Interesting. Thank you, uh, vocal conscious of mine, for... Pointing these things out. Fascinating. Some sort of sand boat. I go up to Max and I shake his unconscious body. I'm like, Max, you've got to remember this for mm. me. The docks, Max. The docks. The docks, remember. The docks. bound to pass out any moment now. Okay. And I fall unconscious. Yeah, you all pass out in the bar um, and get woken up by uh, various people. Patrons booing and throwing stuff at Dawn at about 20 <laughs> minutes later. The fake Dawn. Yeah. We joined yeah. in. <laughs> Boo! Get out of you here, suck. Dawn. You suck, Dawn. You, you realize that you're under some sort of, like, spell that made the alcohol more potent. Let's let's cast that spell on us more often, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. You feel like you've basically sobered up, but the more Drake Slappy, the Dawn impersonator, is very obviously about to get beaten up by several people. Oh, well, well, well you know we're all just having fun here. No need to fight. Her is going to try to uh, d dissolve the tension here. Whoa, hold on! He's just trying to make a buck. There's like a a beefy looking uh I don't know what's a what's a good fun D&D &D race. Let's say a furbolg with his big meaty fists about to punch the Dawn's impersonator and he's like uh don't get in the way. This guy cast magic on us so we'd listen to his bullshit. 
Listen, we all had a good time. You can't deny that. I saw you dancing and jigging around, fella. I mean, I don't like... It was fun. I don't like being, uh, manipulated. Oh, you just need to open up and go with the flow. What's your name? Roll a persuasion check. That's an 18. I'm also going to give you advantage, just in case. Uh, anytime you're in an inn and you're trying to break up a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, Harold's Harold's a natural mm-hmm. cooler. He's broken up a yeah. lot of in bar fights. Very useful. 18's just 18, is it? Okay. The furball's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah uh, maybe you're right. Why don't you come and join us over here and I'll buy you a drink? My name's Tom. I just had a bad day at the factory. <laughs> And I was really looking forward to seeing Dawn. Why don't you drown your sorrows with a new friend and a smile and tell me all about it, Tom? No, he's, he kind of, he politely declines. He's like, I should probably go home. You want to go on a mission? (laughs) You want to join us on a mission, Tom? There's gold in it. No. no. And adventure. Adventure? He kind of like picks up Mm. his work hat. He is like a construction worker hat. Um, and heads out the door. Tom, there are bad people out there manipulating. We're trying to stop them. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> home. <laughs> Listen, I'm just a one-bit NPC. I've, I've fulfilled my role. I've, I've fulfilled my role. I'm heading home. I, I don't go have back that. to my world now. I got to go back and plug in. <laughs> gotta go recharge i just have my three lines written about me in this note can pad. i do a persuasion check tom i feel like you could be a real standout character in this series <laughs> very remarkable make a persuasion check <laughs> thinking tom body pillows tom the furball construction worker who works at tom, the factory tom body pillow is a great name <laughs> and 11 the ball's in your court all right, just one drink. No, no, no. One adventure. <laughs> oh, one adventure? No, 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 no. All right, fine. Get it. Be gone. We're done with you, NPC. Onward, Tom. No success here. He he heads out. Do you think the dwarf pretending to be Don would be grateful that I broke up that fight? He is trying to slip out the window currently. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is he struggling? I'm going to go give him, give him a hand. He's got those squat dwarf legs. Here you go, fella. There you go. Out you go. He's definitely struggling. Oopsie daisy. He's like, oh my, please don't hurt me. I, uh, I'm sorry. As he's struggling out the window. No, you're going out this window whether you like it or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just shove him out the window. <laughs> yeah, I boost him up out the window. Okay. Godspeed there, you little rascal. Uh, thank you. Good luck out there. He sprints out into the night. Nice fella. Where were we going? <laughs> Max? Um, the docks to the desert docks. Um, so you're heading, you're all heading out to the desert docks? Remembering that gives Max a headache. That there are docks he was, in the desert? He was, he was very drunk when he learned that information. But you also feel, uh, like almost completely sober now. It, you're no longer under the spell of the fake Don Rivers. Yeah, but we did drink like 10 beers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm assuming you're still drunk, but you were affected more so than you would normally. We head to the docks. To the docks. We head to the docks, arm in arm, sort of singing, drinking songs to each other while we walk and stumbling around. Mm-hmm. As, as you do, there doesn't seem to be, like, it's nighttime. Can I do a performance check? Yeah. 
Cool. You guys are joining me in drinking songs? Hell yeah. I'm an old innkeeper, so I know like all of them. Okay. Uh, sing it Sing it for us. I rolled a natural 20 plus 6. I rolled a 26 or plus 5. Damn. I rolled a 25 for performance for whatever song I'm singing. People are opening their windows and starting to sing along with you. Oh, keep an egg in your pocket. <laughs> egg in your pocket. Never, hey. never knock it. Never, never, never. That's my favorite. In your mouth socket. In your mouth socket. Fuel you like a rocket. Fuel you like a rocket. Yeah. People are singing along very happy. Uh, like, I love living in the city, they say. And, uh, yeah, you're able to continue on down to the docks. Pretty much unabated. Eggs sound good now. It'll help you pop and lock it. Help you pop and lock it. As you approach the docks, the obsidian wall is kind of parted to this kind of obsidian glass walkway out to a desert. This is the first time you've actually seen the desert. But it's full of this coarse black sand that goes on for miles. Um, You can't really... Harold falls to his knees and cries. No, Harold... You all right? That wasn't what I was expecting to see. Well, he's never seen anything so beautiful. He's like been only stayed in his hometown his whole life, basically. Like this is this is stunning to him. It's all right. <laughs> you see little flecks of like everything seems to glimmer, and it's like the obsidian glass sand is definitely just reflective and very beautiful, kind of at the sunset that's going on right now. <laughs> Boys, I could die a happy man now. This this has been a proper adventure. If you keep letting your guard down like that, you might. You can try to attack me, Garrett, and <laughs> see how it goes. You s- see several like covered uh, offshoots from this walkway um, that look to be various piers. And there's a guy kind of at the midpoint between all of them, kind of directing traffic for different people. He's one of those uh, glass bobbled guys, those like circular glass goo guys. Um, but he has those extendo arms kind of pointing people in different directions. Extendo arms? Yeah, he's they're like these tube arm things that they can kind of extend out of this glass ball. Oh, okay. Globular. Yes. The, the form inside is definitely very globby. Some might say blobby. We're never going to find this blobby fella. He could be anywhere. Mm, very true. I've, I've had my fill of adventure after seeing this site. <laughs> best, best just head home, I think. Let's ask that glass ball person over there for the directions no, home. No, it's useless. Totally futile. <laughs> Can you take me home? <sighs> yes, maybe, maybe he, maybe he knows the way home. Excuse me, fella. Hello. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you hear kind of a like a bubble inside, kind of pop. Hello, uh, how are you? So every time he talks, there's like a pop, um, and bubbles kind of appear and pop. How may I help you? I don't recall. Uh, Max? We're looking for a guide. Oh, yeah? Uh, what kind of guide? A guide through the desert. A cheap one. For free. Cheap one? Uh, you're looking for Blobby. Probably you're not. Yes, Bobby. that that sounds familiar. No, I'm I'm Goo. 
Uh, Blobby, Blobby is at the mm. far end of the pier. His steed Riggles is ready. Uh, you might want to go see what he can do. So he he points you down the the aisle. How do you work? Sorry to be rude. I'm just curious. I've never seen anything of your like before. Well, so I don't know if you can see something or see someone be offended by uh, because he doesn't really have a, a face or an expression. <laughs> He's just like a green pile of goo in a glass ball. Um, but for whatever reason. You can kind of tell that he's offended. It starts boiling. There's definitely, like, uh, more bubbles. Please leave. (laughs) Harold, it's probably best not to ask that. Well, there's just this big, wide world full of all sorts of exciting things I wanted to learn a little about. You might offend, like, a talking skeleton or things like that. (laughs) You You can do, like, a history check or something like that to see if you've heard of these things. Let's see if I can pull that information from my mind. I don't need you, Goo. 18. <laughs> okay. Um <Get> fucked, Goo. <laughs> these are called uh, Gooblins. Um, and uh. they are a production of a company called Evela Industries. They developed these creatures several years ago and have become mainstays of various um, industrial cities. Oh, I see. Well, now we are better prepared to uh, converse with the next goo person we find. Fortunate that we ran into one before the one we need. <laughs> we will not offend the next one. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so we approach the next one. What the fuck are you? <laughs> you, you head down to the, the end of the pier to the last offshoot where the guy pointed you. It's a covered area. I mean, there looks to be kind of a uh, uh, a little boat. In the, in the sand. And there's a little guy kind of putting packages into the boat. Uh, he's another gooblin. The only, like, difference between him and all the rest of the gooblins with their stretcho arms is one of his arms ends in a hook hand. Like a, uh, like a pirate's hook. But everything else is just normal. And he's, like, lifting things up and putting them into the back of this little boat. Hello. Hello? How can I help you? Are you perchance... Uh, Bubble. Bubble? What's his name? Uh, My name is Blobby. Uh, Blobby! Blobby. Yeah. Are you... Mm -hmm. Are you Bubble, perhaps? I'm Blobby. Uh, What can I do you for? Oh, we've heard you're the... Best possible guide for those looking to head towards the city of Colt. Cholt? Cholt. Cholt. I mean, I know of Cholt. Truly exceptional guide. Knows these sands like the back of his hook. Mm Mm-hmm. A professional. Traveled the roads many times. Indeed. Back and forth like it's easy. I have a vague idea where it is. Ah, yes, exactly. He's modest, as we were told as well. Another heroic trait. And handsome. That's how we know you're the right man. Handsome indeed. Well, I, uh, I am sure I could help you. It'll be 500 gold. Whoa, hold on. (laughs) And it'll probably be a three to five day ride. Oh, I suppose we oversold his... 
services a little bit. Uh, I mean, you only have a vague idea. I'd say 250 gold is more appropriate. Yeah. I, I, huh. Well. <laughs> 100 gold. Listen, the majority of what I do is I go out into the desert, bring back, uh-huh. bring back. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> bring back sand and artifacts from the various sunken ruins and city you bring back sand like what's on the beach here do people pay you for that i mean it's not really so it's not really a beach but there is sand yeah it's sand as far as the eye can see oh yeah do you bring back different sand or this sand or i bring like a waste yeah, he, he does bring back um, sand from out there. Is that sand better? The good sand. Well, there are several uh, different hues if you go out further. Oh, it's the colors. Um, and they're used in different types of uh, material. Different sand materials. I mean, the entire city is made out of this black sand, but... If you go further, it becomes more of a purple issue, and it's generally uh, considered to be more regal and used by several uh, kings and shit. I don't know. I just bring it back and sell it. Oh, 500 gold is an awful lot to spend on a guide. Um, so before we purchase your services, two questions to determine your uh, you match our requirements all right shoot where vaguely is cholt and how do you use one of these ships like if we were to operate one without you for instance <laughs> if we were to uh, so first cholt is the entirety of this desert uh, we're already here <laughs> looks like we don't need a guide <laughs> is there a specific <laughs> thing you're looking for within the desert of uh, or the city of cholt Jewel, some sort of. Was it a jewel? Jewel, a, a jewel. Okay. I need to take a nap and remember a lunar eclipse. <laughs> we need to sleep. Hold on. Will you be here in the morning? <laughs> Hold on. You said a uh, eclipse, Max. Y- yes. Oh, eclipse. Mm-hmm. There's the temple of the eclipse. Yeah, that's out there three to four days. In, in what direction? Point with your hook. He points with his hook out into the middle of the desert. To your second question, how do you steer one of these uh, ships, you called them? It runs on goo, doesn't it? No, he uh, picks up a stick <laughs> and... Uh, oh, you just did a stick. Well, he picks up a stick and stabs uh, like a... Harold. Ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he stabs like a, a bug that he has in like a... a a basket and he holds it out and this kind of toothy maw pulls itself up and eats the bug um and then sinks sinks itself back down it's kind of a worm-like shape oh shit Mm. so you really have to be in sync with your ride or else they'll eat you do you have any uh combat abilities i mean i got this hook i could scratch them (laughs) I mean, there are definitely some dangers in the desert, and I've had to fight off various things before. How many bodies have you buried out here? <laughs> um, are you talking like sandits? Like sand bandits? Wait, did you say sandits? <laughs> God damn it. Do you always only use portmanteaus for everything in this city? 
Ah, uh, decent amount, yeah. Um, listen, are you gonna pay me the 500 gold or not? 300. You... 300. 450. 400. Deal. Oh, oh, wow. oh, that's the first time we successfully haggled in the show. <laughs> um, and he, he kind of like sets aside a, a space for you guys and says, all right, get on. We're going to leave now. Um, and that's where we're going to end this episode. And there you have it. Another action-packed, thrilling episode of the Battle Buddies full of drinking and talking. Oh, yeah. And just in case there was any confusion about why we're playing different characters and what's going on, this is a story that's going on at the same time as the other one that I DM'd. So... We still have our other characters. We still have Morty and Eli and Thalinar. But for now, we're off with Harold, who we met in the very first episode, off on his own quest. And who knows? Maybe we'll bring him back together. Stay tuned to find out. Anyway, thank you for listening and joining us on this epic quest. And I want to give an extra special thanks to Caitlin Conroy, the musical genius behind the theme song to the Battle Buddies. The very song that gets us all in the mood for adventure every time we hear it. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank you, audience, dear listeners, for going to check out the rest of your music at caitlinconroy.bandcamp.com. You won't regret it. Also, make sure to check out radbotproductions.com to go check out the art for the show and the original Battle Buddies and the other stuff that we're working on. Also, track us down on our social accounts, on Instagram and so on. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, or whatever. And thank you so much again for listening. Really looking forward to spending some time with you more December 9th. See you then. See you then.